0: Good morning, family and friends of Amokyo Methodist Church. Welcome and thank you for joining us for our online service this morning. We have come a long way in our Romans Pulpit series. Um, but don't give up. Continue to press on because we are reaching the end of this series already. Uh, it might feel extra long, but it's only been about 5 months since we started. But nonetheless, do press on, okay? Um, so let's pray before we hear God's Word together. Will you join me in prayer? Father, as we come to you to hear your Word as a family, grant us an individual, specialized message from you, Lord, that as we hear your Word, we will be also be doers of your Word, so that your name will be glorified, Lord. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's passage is taken from Romans chapter 14, verse 1. To chapter fifteen, verse six, and as I was preparing for it, I come to realize this: um, it's not something new. In fact, it is something uh, we are very familiar with. As long as we have interaction with um, a friend, a family, or somebody else, uh, be it online interaction or physical interaction, which, which we can't right now, we will face this issue. And this issue is we are very different in in one way or another we have different opinions, Uh, we have different personalities. Maybe some are more academic, some are more artistic, some are better with numbers, some are better with words, some are good at dancing. You know, God has made us so different and unique. And that's wonderful, right? Um, I really thank God for making who um, I am. And, And we should be thankful of how God has made you to be. But when we come together as a church, uh, or family or friends, we all have different opinions over certain matter. right So during this circuit breaker, uh, my wife and I always have this issue. You know we scratch our head, pull our hair, you know and always have to find an answer to this question. And the question is what to eat for breakfast, lunch or dinner? you know we do not have uh, an answer at times. You know, um, maybe certain days he, she wants Japanese, I want Western, certain days we're okay with Asians or local or things like that. We have different opinions uh, over a simple daily uh, activity, right? What more the more complex ones. So if you want to, if, if I would ask you to share your uh, the answers in the comment section, I'm sure that it's going to range from so many to, to so many different answers. Uh, I can't even choose which one again, right? And this problem of having a different opinion also happened in the time of Paul. The Jewish Christian and the Gentile Christians were in fact arguing with one another. They couldn't get their act together. And Paul here is saying, hey, guys, you know, wake up your idea. You know, you guys need to sort your differences out. And let me teach you how to sort your differences out. Right. And the real reason why he wants them uh, to be in peace and harmony, and not in conflict, is really not just for the so-called nice, beautiful picture of a, just a church. It's actually more than that. And what do I mean by that? Um, it states in chapter 15, verse 5, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. In accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The real reason why Paul wants them to stop arguing um, so is because that they can glorify the Lord with one voice. Right? Isn't that also what we want to do? We want to glorify God with one voice as a body of Christ, we want to glorify God. And let us see how we can do that. You know, we can really do that in just three different steps uh, or three different ways to glorify God with one voice. The first is to accept one another. The second is to not judge one another. And the third is to build one another up. So accept, do not judge and build one another. And let's go straight into how we can start to glorify god with one voice through acceptance because acceptance is not is never easy Um, but it's definitely the first step paul mentioned it in the beginning of our passage in chapter 14 verse 1 or even the earlier parts i can't remember offhand but also in the end of chapter 15 verse 6 or 7 uh, he mentioned about acceptance which I feel the NIV use this word as a more modern word usage. Like I accept you um, as a person, I accept you as my friend. But in the ESV or NLT version, the word is welcome is used. Maybe some other versions have the word receive. Receive also can be used to try to rephrase welcome and accept. But what these words really mean is to allow someone um, to assess one's heart. Um, You you open up your heart and receive, welcome and accept somebody into your heart so that you become friends with one another. So if I were to say I accept you or I receive you, it means I'm willing to be your friend. Um, Paul is calling the Christians in Rome to stop quarreling over differing opinions and be friends with one another. To live in harmony, to welcome each other with their from the bottom of their hearts, not just with their words, but from their hearts. But what were they arguing about? If you if you were to ask, you know what what's wrong with them? You know, can't you just get their act together. What were they quarrelling about? Essentially, these two groups were quarrelling about food and Jewish holidays. days. And when I mean food, doesn't mean that they were quarrelling about which store sells the best Hokkien mee or char kway teow, or for the younger people, which bubble tea shop sells the best bubble tea, or what kind of bubble tea is the best drinking bubble tea, you know. But Paul calls these two groups, he calls them the weak and the strong, right? not in physical strength, but in faith. He's calling those people who are weak, one group, to be called weak in faith and another group to those who are strong in faith. Generally, those who were weak in faith were the Jewish Christians, and the strong in faith were the Gentile Christians. right? And here, the, the Jewish Christians who were weak in faith, they were not weak not because they did not believe Jesus or his existence, but rather they were weak because of their conviction about what their faith allows him or her to do as compared to the strong in faith who were allowed to do such things so for example the weak refrained from eating meat and they celebrated the jewish holy days as compared to the strong who do not who do eat meat and they do not celebrate the jewish holy days Right. Both groups have strong opinions and conviction about this matter and they were quarreling nonstop. you know, judging one another, condemning each other. Um, and, and Paul calls a stop to this. But if you look at us, even as today we, we live in this um, modern society, we too have many areas that we are quarreling about in the church, right? Um, and it's nothing new. Uh, Maybe you have your fair share of that too. We come from different backgrounds, different personalities. And of course, we have different opinions, right? The question here is not to change people to think alike, to speak alike and to act alike. This is not what we want to do. But rather, we want to accept them, receive them and welcome them. Um, In other words, can we be friends with these people even though we have different opinions about such things? And here again, the reminder is that the opinions, the difference in opinion, is not sinful in nature, right? These different opinions are not sinful in nature. If they were sinful in nature, it's very clear cut, right? But here it is not, right? So let me move on to my second point. Paul not just asks us not to accept one another, but also not to judge one another. He says to both groups in Romans chapter 14, verse 3 to verse 4, Let not the one who eat despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment uh, on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld for the Lord is able to make him stand. Another verse, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of you will give an account of himself to God. Just as Paul was speaking uh, to Christians in Rome, he was also speaking to us today, right? We are not to despise and judge one another because all of us inevitably will be judged by God at the end of the day. We will have to give an account to him personally. So instead of passing judgment, right? What we can do instead is to trans- is to switch it, right, uh, to what Paul wants us to do, which is to never put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother and that is found in Romans 14, 13. right? So not only we are called not to judge but we are also called not to put a stumbling block or hindrance uh, to a fellow believer. And what do I mean by that? What is a stumbling block? A stumbling block um, is anything that causes another person to stumble which means uh, to fall And a hindrance is to trap someone, a fellow believer, into falling into sin. How might might that look like today for us? Let me illustrate. Let me give you an example about maybe alcohol. Some people suddenly now awake, pay attention, you know, because alcohol. You know, but as you and I know as Methodist ministers and also for Holy Communion, uh, we do not partake uh, alcohol. We do not partake wine in our Holy Communion. And since today is also Orders Gate Sunday, I would like to remind us uh, that back then, John Wesley did not use wine in the celebration of Holy Communion was because he was actually ministering to former alcoholics. And by using wine, he might cause them to stumble um, and go back into addiction of alcohol. Mm. Hence, today, we are still using grape juice instead of wine. Isn't that wonderful? Our uh, founder John Wesley advocated and practiced uh, this act of not stumbling a fellow believer. It's also a reminder for us, you know, as Christians, um, if we have that sensitivity to our fellow believer, our fellow believers, our mates, our friends, um, who might be weak in such areas, we do not stumble them. We do not. Um, perform some acts, we refrain from that so that other people will not be stumbled, other people will not be hindered and they fall into this trap of sinning. If we can do that, um, isn't that wonderful? right? And the third point for today which I want to focus a bit more time really is to build someone up, right? to build one another up and that is important. Uh, because in Romans 15:2, we are called to build one another up. We are called to build one another up. And one of the first ways, first way we can do that is through our words. Ephesians 4:29 says, Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up. As there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And as we all know. Uh, there is tremendous power in our words. Words can build us up. Words can also tear us down. And the Bible has a lot to say about um, all our experience about, about this. And we have a lot of experiences with it. Um, right? If I were to ask you personally, um, what words have hurt you before or what words have encouraged you before, I'm sure you have many stories to tell many, many stories and I would love to hear them. So do share share with me, do share with your cell members, do share with someone um, about how you have been blessed and encouraged before. But in my short experience in church, um, in church ministry or Christian ministry, on numerous accounts, I have heard of someone um, who has stopped coming to church because he or she has personally been hurt by some words. Uh, be it said about them or be it said about somebody else, they have been hurt by those words. Um, so can I encourage you? If if you have been hurt by it, you know, do go to the Lord. Do bring your hurts to the Lord and let Him heal. Let God heal you today. It's not easy to to uncover um to go back to such wounds, but it's necessary, uh, for our spiritual life. We need to go to God with our hurts and let him who is the healer, who is the physician, heal us of our wounds. Having said that, um, if we know the power of words that can hurt us and also can encourage us, can I encourage you today uh, to really share a positive word uh, to build maybe your cell leader up, your ministry leader, or even your spouse or, or children? Um, it's about time that maybe they need to hear an encouraging word from you today. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. When we use our tongues to encourage one another, express our appreciation, help each other um, see God working in our lives i think when we do that we are, we, we are helping god helping others to see god in their lives and it's important for that to happen the second way uh, we can build somebody up is to encourage is to walk in love with them uh, what do i mean by that Uh, romans 14 14 to 15 says i know and am persuaded in the lord jesus that nothing is unclean in itself but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean for if your brother is grieved by what you eat you are no longer walking in love but by what you eat do not destroy the one for whom christ died so as far as non-sinful things are concerned Paul says, "I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing in itself is unclean." He was not stating a personal opinion or preference about such things, but was convinced uh, in the Lord Jesus that it is true. What he's saying is true. It's from the Lord Jesus Himself. What does that mean to us today, right? Um, uh, so, if a Christian who is a, who is careless Um, use of his or her freedom causes other believers, other Christians to be in grief or hurt. This person, this Christian is no longer walking in love. And the best safeguard against grieving another believer, conscious, is really to do the opposite. Instead of hurting somebody, you are sensitive to the person's needs and you walk in love to build that person up. So if I give an example of what Christian freedom means, um, it's very much like walking on a tightrope. Um, as you know, when you walk on a tightrope, you have a balancing pole, right? You hold a balancing pole and you and you do your best to, to walk across a tightrope. Um, on one end of the pole is love and on the other end is Christian freedom. We need to have a right balance of it so that we do not stumble somebody else. We do not grieve or hurt another believer. It's only when we balance love and Christian freedom. Uh, Martin Luther sums it up very nicely. A Christian man is the most free Lord of all, subject to none. A Christian man is the most dutiful servant of all, subject to all. See, friends and family, we are all immensely free in Christ. We have the freedom in Christ to do um, what He wants us to do, but we also are born, we are also in bondage. But we are in bondage of love, love for one another, love to our fellow believers, and love to build them up. And to and, and one of the, uh, these ways is to walk in love. The third way to build somebody up um, is to not destroy. Uh, or tear down the work of God. And Romans 14, 20-21 says, Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that cause your brother to stumble. But do not destroy the work of God do not destroy the work of God. Here, Paul is saying that in order to build another person up, you must not tear down what God has been building. And in this sense, it's the physical building, the spiritual building of a fellow believer that God has been doing and God will continue to do. Um, For example, if a child or baby infant first arrives at home, parents will be very mindful of sharp edges, scissors, any object That will harm the child if the child is careless or like you know uh, accidentally knocks his head against the furniture we are very mindful of such things but as the child grows up to become more matured and more independent the parent will generally relax his rules allow for maybe a scissors to be lying around or even for the child to use the scissors for art and craft purposes Um, likewise a young christian need to have a stable fellowship a stable group of matured believers uh, so that the young Christian can grow, grow up um, to be matured Christians too. And as the young Christian is growing up, matured Christians must allow him or her uh, to walk in ways um, that God is building this person up. Everybody is on a different journey uh, yours and mine, we are all on different journeys. So we, there must be space for a young believer to grow, to grow in, in the ways of God and how God wants him or her to grow too. We are all on a different journey in our Christian walk. Some are ahead, some are behind, uh, some have a deeper relationship with God and some do not. It's okay. In this journey, we have different opinions about certain matters, and that's fine. The lesson from Paul in the Bible is that we as believers should live in peace and harmony among one another. And this is because we want to glorify God with one voice. And to do so, we need to accept one another as friends uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, let us also not judge one another and cause another believer to stumble and fall into sin. Instead, let us build one another up through our words and even our actions. Also, we should build one another up by walking in love towards our fellow believer. And third, we should not tear down the work of God uh, if we want to build them up. So with all these steps, I, my prayer is that you will continue to persevere on um, to build this body of Christ up together as a family. As an Amokyo Methodist Church family, will you um, put in all that you can to build one another up? And I pray that you will, because the Bible will convict us, the Word of God will convict our hearts uh, to be aligned with one another. So will you join me in prayer as we as we align our hearts and our minds to glorify God. Let us pray. Father, as we come to you as a body of Christ, as a church, as fellow Christians, Lord, we ask that you align our hearts and our minds and even our spirit as one, Lord, one in in unity, one in harmony, one in peace with one another. Lord, you look at our hurts, you forgive, and We'll mend and heal our hurts. Those hurts that maybe for many years ago, Lord, we ask for a complete healing and and forgiveness, Lord. that Through which my brothers and sisters, Lord, will live in peace and harmony because we want, we desire to glorify your name. So we put you first as the head of our church and as our spiritual family. You are the head, Lord. So Father, may you bind us together, in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you family. Um, I hope I can see you real soon. Uh, But in the meantime, do stay safe. I pray that God's word will continue to encourage you as you read them, as you meditate on them during this circuit breaker. May you be blessed um, by God's word today.